You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Good ladies and gentlemen, this is Randall Beely, your host of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. And in the words of the band Stained, it's been a while. I know it's been about three weeks since I've posted an episode. Just a lot going on uh, outside of this podcast uh, with with my, my, you know normal life, as well as I just haven't been inspired to to talk wrestling. I The last episode I talked about was reviewing Revolution from AEW, and I gave it a lot of props. I gave AEW a lot of props on that episode um, with with what I felt about it, and uh, and I and I I left watching Revolution saying I'm going to give AEW another try if they continue to book like they booked Revolution. Maybe, maybe I'll start watching. And I've watched maybe two episodes since then. And I'm just going to say, Tony Khan, you lost me again. You lost me again. And I don't have exp- specific examples. I don't take notes of of it. I'm not reviewing the shows. Um, but I just... It's you went back to doing the typical booking that that lost me with AEW, and I just I need more story, right? I'll, I'll give an example. Last week they had Omega um, fight um, Hijo del Faquino, I think is his name, uh, and uh, which those are two great wrestlers. Uh, probably could be both in the inside the top ten best wrestlers alive, depending on the list of who you're asking, right? If you ask, you know, Dave Meltzer, they're both in the top five, right? And I'm not against putting two very good wrestlers in the in in a ring together, but if there's no story as to why that match is happening, you lose me. I don't care about dream matches. I, I get this response every single time I, I complain about AEW. And they're like, well, Tony Khan's not trying to do stories. He's just trying to put dream matches together. Which proves my point that Tony Khan is playing GM mode on a video game and he's just creating all of his all of his favorite wrestlers. Right? You've ever done that on WWE? You try to you know create your favorite wrestlers or you go to community creations and you download all all the the creations of your favorite wrestlers that aren't in the game and you're just playing dream dream mode gm mode uh universe mode whatever you want to call it you're just you're just playing that on the game and you're putting all your favorite wrestlers in it and you're putting dream matches together right that's what tony khan is doing 
And in the end, he's losing. That there is an audience out there who watches WWE, who I, I think want to give AEW a shot. The, the casual fan who loves good storytelling would watch AEW. I like the sport and the entertainment world of wrestling. I think it's fantastic. Um, however... At the very end of the day, it is two or more people in a ring fake fighting. So you have to do something to to make me enjoy the entertainment of it and give me a story to tell me why they're fighting, right? And I'm not. That's not a critique. Calling it fake from is not a critique. It's being realistic. It's telling you what it is. It is two people fake fighting. But that's also the same thing with any action movie ever, right? But in the movie, there's a story as to why this guy hates this guy, why they meet in the middle, and then what happens after. And if you're like Fast and the Furious or whatever, that goes on for 35 years, and they never end end the, uh, right? But the same thing with like, Star Wars, right? Star Wars is essentially a group of people, two factions of people, the, the dark side, the the Sith, and the, the Jedis, fake sword fighting. If you really get down to it, the actors are fake sword fighting. But there's a story around why the, the fighting is happening. And, and, and AEW, that's what you need. You can bring people back to watch your company if you, first off, stop on the backstage drama, but also just tell stories. Tell a story, right? And AEW fans are going to be like, well, they tell the story in the ring. Yeah, but if there's no motivation, like if I don't, I don't have a motivation as to why Kenny Omega is fighting Vakino. Other than you you book it as dream match. And so because Tony Khan and the rest of the world want to see this, and right, you, you, you go against good booking practices and you just put together a dream match and you don't tell a story as to why it happened. And that's my problem. That's a pay-per-view worthy match. You know what you could have easily done? Built a story for those two to fight. And then have the match at a pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view, which I, I don't know what it is. I think it's all in. Uh, or is it uh, double or nothing? I think it's double or nothing, actually, if I'm thinking about it. One of the two, right? You could have built this to the next pay-per-view. You could have built a story and then had them have the dream match at the pay-per-view. And I would have been perfectly fine with it. But you lose people like me who want the story of it. Why is the bloodline the best thing in wrestling right now? Because it's a story. There's 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 a, a, a plot that we could follow. The WWE just put a playlist on YouTube of the three years of the bloodline story. And you could sit and watch the story unfold. Right, But we're not getting that in AEW. There is no story. And if they start to tell when it doesn't go very deep in depth to, to entice people 
who care about the story. You got to remember the industry that you're in, Tony Khan. It's not a sport. You are not UFC. Right? You're closer to Disney than you are to UFC. You have to tell stories. That's the only thing that's interesting in this industry. Because at the end of the day, you're, if I wanted to watch two men fight each other, I'd go watch boxing, I'd go watch UFC, because at least that's real, and as far as I understand, not predetermined, right? I don't know what Dana White does. I don't know if he predetermines or pays people off to lose or whatever. You can argue when they go to, like, the when they go for the full match and they have to go to the judging table, you can argue maybe that's a little bit rigged. But at, at least there's, like, as far as we can tell, none of this is scripted, right? Um, with WWE, though, we know it's scripted. The jig is up, my dude. Like, we know it's all scripted. So you have to tell stories. You, right, well, everyone, I don't think people understand why WWE, instead of calling their fans fans, why they call them the WWE universe. Because they're in the business of creating stories. And so, so let's transition to this idea. I don't, I didn't plan what to do. I just want to talk wrestling for a minute and get up to date with, with everything. Um, I don't know how long this is going to go. I owe you three episodes worth of content. I'm not going to go three hours, but just, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk for a minute. Um, WWE calls their fans the WWE universe because they are trying to, first off, mimic the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and, and they're trying to create this idea that what happens on TV is in a separate universe than what happens, you know, in the real life, right? And, and, and that would be a cool thing if they would, that would be a cool idea if they would go full all the way in doing that. And what do I mean by that? I personally believe that they need to, if I'm Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever's involved, we'll talk about Vince here in a minute. Um, if I'm the owners and r- people who run WWE, I'm going into Florida, I'm buying whatever I need to buy next to the Performance Center, and I'm, bu- you can call it like Titan Center or, or, or something. Um, and I know like when they were in the, the Thunderdome, right during COVID, they call it the Thunderdome, um, do something like that and use unknown, like NXT talent as the fan base or hire fans, right? Don't, because the, I don't think you understand the fan base, the, the, the crowd is is a character in the in the in the show. It's a character, and so if you don't control your that character, then the story doesn't get told. Let me explain. If I'm trying to get Bianca Belair, right? Let's go to the Bianca Belair Alexa Bliss story, right? When they were building up that match, right? Bianca started getting booed, but she was the face. Bianca was getting booed because no one. No one boos Alexa Bliss. Everyone loves Alexa Bliss, 
And so when you let in a crowd that you can't control in there and they start booing your face, you don't you don't tell the story that you want to, to tell. So you need to be able to control that. And so what I would suggest, and this is what I would do if I was Vince McMahon, I would build, first off, my own arena that I own, and that's where all of my shows are going to. Sort of like how they do NXT, right, in the Performance Center. I would, right, and then when you, the only, so, so most of the crowd would be like NXT superstars, and then other hired members that you say, hey, cheer when we say cheer, boo when we say boo, right? We're going to pump in some sound and you just got to be louder, right? And what I would do is is, is to create that type of atmosphere. And then when you do the pay-per-view matches, then you do the big arena shows and you allow the crowd to come in. When you do the sort of like movie-esque uh, shows. Like pay-per-views are supposed to be movies, right? And In this universe, right? So uh, the TV shows need to be sort of um, need to be in a controlled element to get the story over. So when you do the big movie reveal, and that's why I think WWE needs to go to like four a year because you no company's telling a story 12 months out of the year where they release a new movie every 12 months. Like if star Wars produced a star Wars movie every 12 months, people would get tired of it. And I think WWE needs to only do four or five events a year. Um, so, yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that. I would love that idea of WWE creating sort of a WWE universe that that mimics where the storylines and what is going on in the story is, complete, like, is completely separate from current events. I don't think like like it, it it hurts my head when people come in and, and, and wrestling and they break the fourth wall where they mention like current events because you're supposed to be telling a story right if we go down to the basics of what wrestling is, they're characters, they're playing you know you have superheroes and you have villains, right? If Marvel, went into their story and talked about like anything that's going on today in their story, it kind of breaks that fourth wall, right? Like if, 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 if they were doing a black Panther movie and they mentioned anything that like, cause Wakanda is a made up place based off a myth of what Africa of, of a country that maybe, maybe existed at one time, maybe didn't, we don't like, but if they were in Wakanda and they mentioned something present day, like now, like it breaks that fourth wall and it, and it sort of hurts the continuity of the story. You're telling stories. The main point of what I'm telling is WWE, tell me stories, AEW, tell me stories. I don't care about what the internet fans want and, and dream matches. You can give me dream matches. Just do it with a story behind it. Give me a motivation, right? Give me a motivation why why I should care about the, each character involved in the story that's being told. Let's talk about Vince. Vince McMahon has paid a, apparently like $17 million back to WWE basically to cover the hush money he paid 
um, for the the legal f- things that he's been going on with these accusations. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, just like that, Vince McMahon is probably taking over. Vince McMahon's probably back. Right? He paid restitution for the alleged mishappens. And now I think he's taking control again. I think, well, with that being said, I think we start seeing theory get pushed again. I think some of the guys Triple H uh, brought back, Candice, Johnny Gargano, Dexter, Hit Row, Bray Wyatt, with them coming back, or with Vince potentially back in the fold as being in control, I think we're going to start seeing them take a back seat. And I think some of the guys like Theory are going to get pushed. Uh, Chad Gable, I think Triple H won. I don't think Vince McMahon's going to take complete control. I don't. I think Triple H is still going to be in control of booking. Until I see otherwise, I don't. I think Triple H is still going to be in control. But here's what I've noticed Triple H isn't good. At this job. But 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 I think I, I think I warned you guys. Go back and tell me if I'm wrong or not. But when Triple H was named. Head Booker. When, when, when Vince sort of retired. Right. And Triple H was named Head Booker. I think I warned everyone. It's not going to be as good as you think it's going to be. He's going to turn the main roster into NXT. The way he's going to book the way he booked NXT, and that's exactly what he's doing. If you if you watched NXT during that time, uh, during the Triple H black and gold era, NXT was boring on, on the week-to-week, and then they put on very good pay-per-views or premier live events, right? The takeover events saved NXT, but, but the build to it was boring as all get out. It was boring. Stories weren't being told. It was just dream matches or, you know, there was some type of story. But none of it was entertaining. It was just match after match after match for two hours. And it, it oh, wait, that's AEW. I hate to say Triple H books the same way Tony Khan books because they're booking for the same audience. And that's the cat, the, the the hardcore fans who just want to see matches. And really, I think there are AEW fans out there. If if all if you go to the show and they just put on seven matches, and there was no story at all, they just gave you seven matches every week. There would be fans that would be happy with it. And then there would be people like me who'd be like, "Well, none of this makes sense. What what are we building to? What 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 is the reason we're doing all of this?" Where's the motivation for it? Like, what what is the reason that I should watch this? And I just don't see... Like, Triple H, to me, is not a good booker. I was very worried when he took over. Very worried when he took over. Because I immediately assumed that the product was going to get worse. And it was already pretty mid at the point. But but what I figured was he was going to, to bring back some crowd favorites. He was going to try to push people that no one cared about. 
And Triple H's sort of like silver lining was, we're just going to use the bloodline and that's going to save me. But that's a triple, that's, I mean, that's a Vince McMahon creation. Vince and his team built the bloodline, not the other way around. Right, Triple H didn't build that. So I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I just, I think Triple H will still be there. I just don't. I don't like the way he books. He's had how many weeks to to plan for WrestleMania, and, and I'm just not happy with what we're getting. There's no excitement here. I have a few matches I'm excited for. I'll be honest. I like Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. I think that's going to be a killer match. Uh, Roman versus Cody. I'm just not excited for it because of the story that's being told. I think that there's a lot more that we can do with the bloodline. That I think, I I personally think that there's a lot more we could do other than Roman Cody and then the tag team match for the titles. I think that we could do a lot more. I do. Let me explain. If it, I don't know if I've gone through this, but um, before or not, but let me sort of explain what I would have done at Elimination Chamber. When Jay came out, they were half right with what I would do. Jay comes out during Elimination Chamber. You know what I have Jay do? Kick Sammy in the face. They held that back too long. Have Jay kick Sammy in the face. Have that lead to a match between Jay and Sammy at WrestleMania. Right? Have have them beat down Sammy Zayn. Have Jay... And Jimmy just consistently beat down Sami Zayn. At WrestleMania, Sami faces Jay. He he loses because Jimmy's there to protect him. He beats him down. Right? So at Backlash, you have Jimmy versus Sami. Same result, just right? Jimmy wins. Jay comes out and be, they beat up Sami. Right? Now we're going to Puerto Rico. Or is Backlash in Puerto Rico? I don't remember. I think Backlash is in Puerto Rico. I don't think there's in. I don't think they've announced in between. Uh, Backlash and Money in the Bank. So I don't know if there's one in between or not. I'm assuming Hell in a Cell would be there in between. But let's just say we go to Hell in a Cell, and it's. Uh, Sammy versus maybe both of them in a cell, or maybe Sammy versus Jimmy again, or or something where they put some other stipulation. Maybe it's Sammy versus Solo in a in a in a cage match, or whatever, right? And and again, beat down. So yeah, you do that. You have. Jay versus Sammy at WrestleMania at Backlash in Puerto Rico. You you have Jimmy versus Sammy. The same result. He loses, gets beat up. Uh, he, he loses, he gets beat up by the bloodline, including Solo, right? Uh... And then um, I'm assuming Hell in a Cell will be in between 
um, Backlash and Money in the Bank. And you could have Solo versus Sammy in either a Hell in a Cell match or a No no Holds Barred or Street Fight or something like that, right? And then, again, Sammy loses. He gets beat up. And then you have a, then you could do one of two things. You can then have Kevin Owens show up and be his protector. Right? And then they can build towards having the tag match at SummerSlam. Or you could have Sammy beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down four months in a row, WrestleMania, or or the you know, Elimination Chamber, he he loses because of betrayal by Jay, and then the month of March leading into WrestleMania is one month, WrestleMania is another month, Backlash another month, Hell in a Cell another month, right? So four months in a row, you're just getting beat down by Jimmy, Jay, and Solo. So at Money in the Bank in London, you can do one of two things. Kevin Owens either, you know, comes out and, you know, at the end of Hell in a Cell, Kevin Owens comes out and protects Sammy, which then leads up to maybe Kevin Owens fighting uh, the bloodline or or, or something, and they create a tag team. They do something leading up to SummerSlam where they would have their tag match where they could win. Or what I would actually prefer is you go into Money in the Bank and Sami Zayn wins Money in the Bank. So he's beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, and now he starts to rise again, and the fans are still behind him, right? You have Sammy win money in the bank, and he does the baby face move. Hey, Roman, I'm not waiting to tell you. I'm not waiting to sneak up on you. I'm telling you right now. And Detroit and SummerSlam, I'm taking that title. And he says, I'm cashing in. Don't plan another match because I'm coming, right? I'm coming for you, right? And that's how you tell the story. And then at SummerSlam, Sammy Zayn wins the Undisputed Universal Championship. And that's the story I would tell. And you push Cody back to the background. Not because Cody doesn't deserve it, but because Cody's not the hottest babyface right now. You've spent six to eight months building Sami Zayn as this underdog babyface. And everyone knew he was turning on Roman. Everyone knew it was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and when it happened, it made him the biggest babyface in the company with the biggest reaction. And you're going to sort of cut that story short because you want to insert Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry, you can't do that. You just can't. You got to tell Cody you're going to get a shot at the title. Right, I know there's backstage politics, but look, Cody, like Cody could have easily transitioned into a feud with Seth Rollins. Like C- Cody could have easily Cody could have won Royal Rumble. He could have had his match with Roman. Seth could have right, this is why Seth Rollins needs to lose his match. If Seth Rollins loses to Logan Paul, that pisses him off. He comes out in the in the main event of WrestleMania and attacks Cody Rhodes. Heal Seth Rollins attacking Cody Rhodes. An angered Seth Rollins who just feels like everything's going against him. He attacks Cody Rhodes. And this needs to be the feud to determine who faces Roman. And what you could do 
is it doesn't even have to be who faces Roman. It's who's going to face Sammy because Sammy's going to be the one to beat Roman for the belt at SummerSlam. So then you have Cody finish off the Seth story. Or you have Seth beat Cody. One of the two. I would ultimately pick Cody because then you can do face versus face, but there's motivation because Cody just wants the title. And so Cody's willing to do things that are heelish and you can make Cody a heel. I think Cody's a really good heel. I really do. He doesn't need to be beloved by everybody. I think Cody makes a really good heel. Right? So th- th- that's how you do the story. That's how you should have done this. But, right, I'm not excited for Cody versus Roman. I think I know what's going Roman's winning this. There's I've never calculated... A a a uh, a situation where Cody wins this match, it just doesn't feel right to me, right? That you just give him a shot on coming because he's Cody Rhodes. That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me there. Um, however, with them about to start doing the worldwide tour, with them going to Puerto Rico, and then they're going to London literally back-to-back. And they're probably going to do Hell in a Cell in between here in the States. And they'll probably do an entire European run leading up to Money in the Bank. Roman's not going to do that full tour. Roman's not going to be away from home for basically two months. So, Roman won't... I think Roman might be at the pay-per-views. Um, he's not fighting at Backlash. Don't expect, if Roman wins at Mania, don't expect Roman Reigns to be at Backlash. Just don't expect it. I don't, like, I know the fans of Puerto Rico want to see Roman Reigns. Don't expect him to be there. That's why I believe some, some type of dirty ending is going to happen. This is why Seth needs to attack Cody. Because then Cody can immediately transition into Seth Rollins, you cost me my title, and then have that be the match at Backlash. Have that be the match at Backlash. That's ma- that main event's it. Uh, you have to. Right? And we'll probably get a Damian Priest singles match where he wins. We'll probably get Selena Vega on the card in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I think it'd be pretty decent. I just... As long as it's continuing the story and this isn't just like... We're going to cater to, right? But this pay-per-view has a chance to destroy. Like, like here's the thing. You have a chance to destroy the best faction in the bloodline and build a faction to take its place in Judgment Day. You have that opportunity. Or you keep the bloodline and you build Judgment Day as a legitimate faction to challenge them. Rhea Ripley sh- will, should beat Charlotte. Dominic needs to beat Ray. As much as that pains me to say, I'm, I'm in. I, I did not like Dom as a face when he was with his dad, but they separated him from Ray. They gave him a character that it's funny. They've embraced the comedy act. It's funny, and I think now you can turn it to where it's a legitimate thing, where where, where Dominic can 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 beat his dad, get rid of it in that story, and and, and transition it. Dominic is v- killing it right now. He he is. Damien, don't know if he, I think he's in the Andre the Giant match. I don't know. I really don't know. Let me, 
Um, but that's on Friday before Mania. Um, but let's just say Priest is in that Andre the Giant match. He needs to win. You have the ability. Finn Balor needs to beat Edge. You have the ability to make the Judgment Day the top faction or a comp- competing faction with um, the Bloodline. Um, so I'm not going to do like a prediction or go through of that yet. We will do that on probably on Wednesday. Uh, and then once Mania season's over, like I'll be honest with you, I'm not exactly certain how often I'll do this show. Until the product gets I'm just bored with wrestling at the moment. I'm just, it's not entertaining to me. And I have a lot more things that I find entertaining that I could do with my time than sit here and watch a, a show that I don't like. I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown outside of some clips in about two weeks, honestly. And uh, when I do come back to the show, it's going to be more than just highlights. I, I'm going to pr- try to make this like, Things that I enjoy. Um, Because I just just don't enjoy the product that we we have right now. So it may be like, hey, let's talk about this or that. I may even transform this into, um, I don't know, something else. In the in wrestling, more than just talking about the current product and the news and all that. Because there's no real news. And the product is but at the moment from all companies. So I want to feel excited about this, but I just don't. I just don't feel excited about what's going on in wrestling, especially with WrestleMania. And this is supposed to be like star studded. We're going to Hollywood and you don't have The Rock and you don't have Stone Cold and you don't have, you know, you don't have big big stars there. You have The Miz hosting it. You couldn't find some B-level celebrity to host WrestleMania. You have to put The Miz. Right? You you have Cena, but we know that like, we know he's filming, so we know he's not going if he wins, he's not going to hold it for longer than a day or two. And more than likely, he's probably not going to win. You have Logan Paul, which is a decent celebrity. But when all you have is Cena and Logan Paul, and that's your star-studded WrestleMania. Now, the rumors are they're holding things back for Raw after because Triple H books for the Marks, who think that the, that the Raw after Mania is better than Mania. That's insane, dude. This is supposed to be the biggest event of the year. And you're going to hold back surprises to the day after? That's insane, dude. That's literally insane. Literally insane. Um, I don't know. I just, I really, I, I really don't know what to talk about. There. I don't, um, we, I mean, we got a decent Hall of Fame class. I'm not a big fan of the Hall of Fame personally for me. I think WWE should just stop doing it until you build a physical Hall of Fame. It literally means nothing. It literally means nothing. And you run out of people that even want to be in it. 
And like Batista, I was told was supposed to be the headliner this year, but because he's filming and he can't make it, they're moving him back another year. Like we have a three-person class right now. Muda was never in WWE, but they're going to credit him because they own WCW. You have Rey Mysterio, who's still an active competitor, who's going right. Like with Edge, I can understand he was he retired, he got put in, and then he come back, right? But imagine if like the NFL decided. Last season, Tom Brady's still playing, but we're, we know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, so we're going to put him in there anyway. That's it. Like, like this is how you know WWE like can't be taken seriously as a sport. No other sport would put an active full-time competitor in the Hall of Fame, right? But you run out of choices, and so yeah, Rey Mysterio's either he's reti- right, either he's retiring after this match, or. Right, but but no, does anyone actually care about the Hall of Fame? Like I I remember when I went to Mania thirty three and we bought tickets, like we were deciding tickets or, or things to we, what what events did we want to go to? Of course, one day of access. If you go to WrestleMania just for fan access, do it. Even if, if that's all you go there for. If you can't afford tickets to the shows, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever, go to fan access. If you're in LA Go to fan access. Do it. It's worth the time and money. I remember when we went there, crazy things happened. Uh, so first, we didn't, me and my group of friends that went, we did an interview for WWE Germany. I don't know if it aired or not, but they stopped us just randomly, and they were like, hey, can you do this this interview with us? We're interviewing fans, blah, 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 blah. We're from Germany. I, I I don't know if it aired. They I don't. I mean, they spoke mostly German, and their English was kind of kind of broken. Um, but I, I again, we just thought it was so cool, right? And then we go and, and we're waiting in line. Uh, we're waiting in line for at Fan Access. You you get to meet su- certain superstars depending on like the the price package that you buy now we bought the basic level we didn't you know i if i had the money to to this hand out i would have met you know roman reigns i would have or something like that but so the general mission superstars you could meet the the day that we went you had Callisto, which is a funny story my friend called him ray mysterio when he walked by just because in when in wwe when you see mass superstar you instantly think ray mysterio right and then when he turned around, it's like, no, man, I'm Kalisto. My friend was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? It's funny. But but apparently, he's like, man, I get that all the time. Don't worry about it. Like, Kalisto was such a cool dude. Um, and then there was Dana Brooke. Um, I want to say Lana was there that day for General Mission. But her line was for like a three-hour wait. Of course, everyone would go get a picture with her. Right? So we were in line waiting for to meet Dana Brooke, which is a great story. Um, so as you get closer to the front of the line and you can hear sort of the conversations that get said with these people, because it's, it's literally just like, hey, here, sign this. Uh, here, let's take a picture. And then you go. Like, you can't just sit there and have a full conversation. So a lot of times it's like, hey, big fan or whatever, right? And so... As everyone's leaving, like guys, we're getting closer to the front of the line. You can hear what Dana Brooke is saying, and for the 
10 people before me, including my friend. I was the last of my friend group. I was the biggest, and so I always stood at the back of the line, right, of our friend group. I was the tallest and the biggest, right? And uh, so I was at the back of the line. So there was like four of us, four of my friends in front of me, and then like the six people in front of them. The flat, right, so that would be 10 people in front of me. She didn't say, she just said, hey, have a nice day or whatever. Right? Picture with me. I left, and she was like, have a great day, babe. And I was like, wait a minute, don't do not do that. And from that day, I've been a Dana Brooke fan. Because I can sit there and say, I don't know if she said it to anyone else, but she called me babe. That's all I got to say. And I'm not going to mark out about it. It's kind of weird to mark out about it. But it's it's one of those things where, like, and she, she, ain't, she ain't into me, but, hey, she called me babe. And so I'll take what I can get at this point, <laughs> at that point in my life. It's kind of... Looking back at it, it's not that big of a deal, but it, it's one of the memories I have from, from Mania. But standing in that line, you know, so we just got done, I think the German interview was first. But anyway, the, the same day, we were waiting in line to see Dana Brooke, and the dude behind us started talking to us. And it was like, yeah. And so he started talking, and he was like, hey, do you guys want to be in, in uh, the local Fox Sports uh, web on as a news story? And we were like, sure, why not? He was like, yeah, my name, I think his name was Brian. And he worked for, I want to say it was an, out of the D.C., Maryland area for their local Fox Sports uh, news, uh, sports division. And he was there at WrestleMania to basically cover it. And we've, we made the news. I, I could go back. I, I, I got to find the article, but I could literally go back and show you me and my a group of my friends we we made the Fox Sports local channel in in that area. Uh, it was it, it was a cool time. Go to Fan Access if that's all you do. Go to Fan Access. Well worth the time and money. But anyway, we when we were planning this trip, and they were planning out events. Like I really wanted to go to NXT Takeover. I still like I've been to uh, Vengeance Day. I went to an NXT pay per view this year. But I really want to go to TakeOver, like, WrestleMania edition. Because, like, Stand and Deliver, which is what they call it now, like, those are their big events. Right? That's their big event. And I really want like like, they're going to Philly next year, and if I could either get the, if I can get the time off and save up the money to go wrestle first off i hope wrestlemania starting next year goes back to one year um and yeah i i that's just the hope for that but wrestlemania and then i would go to nxt i would right but like so we were talking and all my friends were like we gotta go to the hall of fame and i was just sitting there like i mean if you want to but i would rather spend that money to go to nxt and because you're sitting there and there's not much crowd interaction at the Hall of Fame event. And it, I don't know, it just feels weird to me to go to, like, you know, it would be weird to go to any Hall of Fame event. Especially, like, like there wasn't anyone, when I went, there wasn't anyone really super special that got inducted that I was like, oh, I'm here for this guy. Right? So I don't. I just. I wish WWE would, would quit it with the Hall of Fame gimmick until they build a physical Hall of Fame that people can go and watch. Like I don't know why they haven't done that yet. If you built a physical Hall of Fame, that either one, you, uh, 
people can go to. Like, what I would do if I was WWE is I would build a physical building Hall of Fame in Florida. Put it right next to your, your performance center. And... Just have have people like, hey, come down here. You could tour the training center. You could tour the Hall of Fame. You can meet some of the, you know, maybe the trainers, whatever. Do do guided tours. Like you're an entertainment center, like company. You're an entertainment company. Build something like WWE. You know, the biggest thing, the greatest thing for the fans, if WWE does sell, would go to Disney. Because we would get a theme park, and that would be great, and and we would get themed restaurants, and we would get, we would probably get a physical Hall of Fame if Disney bought it. They would make that a number one tourist attraction for one for the WWE side of their parks. So, like, like as an entertainment company, you have to do the best to entertain people. You know how cool it would be if. WWE had a Hall of Fame and you could go in there and you could tour it and you could tour the Performance Center and and I would even have like a history of WWE museum. Like if I'm WWE, I'm thinking large scale like you have all that extra stuff sitting in your warehouses. Like all that I mean they do those videos all the time of do we found this in the warehouse? Like what can we find today type thing, right? Build a history of WWE museum. And at the very end, put the Hall of Fame and have people tour it. That would, and then, I mean, shoot, charge like $50 for the day. And you could sit and tour the building, you know, get food, charge, I mean, build a museum, my dude. You incorporate it into the performance center. Have people, you know, tr- uh, tour the performance center, tour the museum, tour the Hall of Fame. Have like a fifty-day all-access pass, fifty-dollar a day all-access pass, where you can tour the Hall of Fame, tour a museum, tour the performance center. You get access to all three buildings, right? You have to get like a, a lanyard and a pass, though. And yet, like, I, and I understand, like, it's a place of business, so maybe even like. Either have them guide it or like, uh, or, you know, maybe background check. I understand there's a security risk doing that, but I mean, you could even set up a thing in the performance center where the people who tour it can, you know, do a move or something. I know when they do access, they have like a, a, a foam pit where you can jump off a top rope or jump off the turnbuckle into this foam pit. Right, and there, now there's rules like you you can't do like flips, you can't, like you can't do anything that would hurt yourself. You have to sign a waiver, and all of that stuff, right? But set up something like that. Set up a ramp where like you can enter, do like an entrance, right? To your right, like, they have that set up at Access. At least they did when I went, where you could literally pick a song you want to make your entrance to, and you could walk out. As if you're entering the arena. Right? Create a fan experience. At, at like, a, like There's so many things that you could do, WWE, to benefit your bottom dollar. And to create a fan experience 
outside of just going to the events. Um, I'm a history person. I would love to go to a history of WWE museum. That would be freaking fantastic. And you have enough history where you can build a museum out of it. So, this is one of those things where, like, uh, WWE, you're missing the mark here. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll do a, a WrestleMania prediction. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not very excited for it. I think the card is shaped out. We only know where two of the matches are going to be on the card, which is another thing we could talk about. You know, typically when you're buying tickets, like when I bought my tickets to WrestleMania 33, I didn't have to worry about what night to buy a ticket for. Because I wasn't there for the whole card. That card was super long. I'm not there for every match. Right? So my favorite wrestler, I mean, if my favorite wrestler was Roman Reigns, that's all I'm going there. Okay, I'm buying a night too. Because I know he's man eventing the whole thing. But if if I want to see Asuka, I don't know what night she's going to be on. Is she on night one? Is she on night two? Like, where's Charlotte going to be? Where's the Usos going to be? We now know that Theory versus Cena is going to start the show. Which probably is because Cena needs to get back to Australia to finish filming. So he's, he's got to go and he's probably then going to leave at the end of the event. Um, it also tells me that Theory may have something up his sleeve. If Theory's starting the show, are they having something bigger up his sleeve to to, to, to work with? I, who knows? We'll see. Um but I will say this, if they do surprise us, I think Matt Cardona could come back. I think all this, the same names we named for the Royal Rumble could be there. Randy Orton's rumored to be coming back. Um, so it'll be interesting. We'll go over WrestleMania in depth on Wednesday though. And then we'll definitely do like a, a review show. Of it, the weekend, the the Wednesday after that. So the next two weeks will be about WrestleMania. After that, I really don't know. I'll have to plan out something if I even want to continue talking to wrestling. It just depends on the direction that the program goes. Um, but with that, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I'll see you guys next on... I'll see you guys on Wednesday. In a few days, as I predict... What happens at WrestleMania? I'll see you then.